It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Yo, man. Boom, it's Rusty. What's up, everybody? It is Thursday, the 24th of August. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, welcome to the the podcast, the public access podcast here on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network, QGEBN. Uh, check out other shows on the network like When the Gloves Come Off, the Thinking Man's Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is it with Lizzie and Say by the Ben. And the show is brought to you by Fred Ben Savage as fuck, Stonery's Productions, Hardcore Entertainment, Hypnosis is Great, and Sock Em Up. Go to sockemup.org. People need socks. S-O-C-K-E-M-U-P dot O-R-G. You can donate right there. Donate socks. Donate a little bit of money. It's easy. Easy, easy, easy. And yeah, you guys. Uh, also, if you'd like, leave a message here. I'll play it on the show. 503-974-6420. Maybe you don't leave, like leaving messages and you're just thinking, huh? I need messages. 503-974-6420. It's time to bring on our special guest right here, right now. We have... Oh, we do have... We have Sarah Davies. Right here, right now. There she is. How are you doing, Sarah? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing great, thank you. It's yeah, it's Thursday. Uh, been uh, yeah, doing a, a little unorthodox kind of uh, life lately. So it's uh, it's cool. I, I'm I'm enjoying it. So yeah, it's back to back to recording podcasts, which I need to do and keep keep at it because I enjoy it and I enjoy getting to to meet new people. And I mean, that's what it's about. That's what this is about. Getting to, like I said, it's like we're we're walking by on the street. Um, you know, wherever wherever you live, where where do you live? Not not what's your address, but uh, you don't need to tell me your address or you know what what hours you're home or what what routes you like walking. But where where do you live? <laughs> I live in the UK in the Midlands, so um, okay. people don't normally know where that is. But if you've heard of the uh, Alton Towers, I live close to Alton Towers. Okay, all right. In the UK, so so it's like we're walking by the towers, and I stop and I say, "Oh, hello," uh, and then we hit record, and, and then we here we go. So, um, so first up, so you. Are, are you are you doing like a, a podcast uh, guest circuit right now, as it uh, may be called? Uh, I wouldn't necessarily call it a circuit. You are my third podcast, so oh, okay. I'm not doing not doing very many. I'm 
I'm choosing with uh, care podcasts that I choose to go and uh, talk on. And so far, only three have taken my uh, fancy. Oh, thank so, you. Okay. I, I appreciate that. Uh, and so, I mean, if, if you're, you know, wanting to be on podcasts, you, yeah, it's either you are, yeah, like, you know, wanting to, wanting to get a story out, wanting to get the word out about something, wanting to explore the, the world of whatever maybe on or or maybe you just like to talk or maybe uh i do you know, I, I have a story really to get out but i do like to talk i'm far more comfortable in a conversation than i am in like you know other other forms of getting one's message out into the world yeah i i didn't want to come out like so what i try to do i try to make sure that it's not going to be because I I also have gotten very picky and choosy about which podcasts I'm on. And I want to make sure, like, because I've had somewhere or I've had guests too, and I can just say, okay, if you want to know anything like what their main thing is, just refer back to this podcast. You're not going to get any of this here, maybe a tiny bit, but that's only because out of my curiosity. Um, so, I mean, as far as with, with what you're doing, are you like, are you doing uh, I, I guess this kind of a question, I, it's, I don't know that you'll probably get on the other ones, but I, I am curious about this. So to end up fully doing what you do, are you are you fully into fully into it right now? Have you uh, stopped everything else, or have you pivoted to something else, or have you uh, added to what you're doing? Or so I had a, a, so I was a teacher for a really long time for fifteen years, and I have come out of teaching and moved into the life coaching um which is actually very similar roles and both involve a hell of a lot of talking sure what uh so when you decided you're gonna leave your teaching role was I mean was this something that that had come up or uh was uh was little Johnny one day just really really getting to you and you're like johnny i swear one more time if if you you say that one more time or do that one more time i'm gonna quit you just walk out and leave was that something or um was it uh, just the children no issue with the children whatsoever i loved that it's aspect of my job it's, it's, it's the other part that comes along with with teaching all the administration and all the the constant nothing's ever quite good enough you know, you work your bottom off, you get great results, but it's not quite enough. It's quite political in the in yes. the teaching game. There's a lot of a lot of games you have to play, and if you don't play the game correctly, uh, you know they're gonna make it a lot more difficult for you uh, unnecessarily. Yes, and I didn't want to 
climb the career ladder or as my best work friend used to call it the slippery slippery pole of doom uh so i didn't want i i, I dismounted the uh, pole of doom and my face just no longer fit so that was that was me sort of like starting to move sideways across woods so did you finish out this well i guess over there you don't have you still have some sort of a break it's but it's yeah. not like you don't have like a three month long break uh during the summer it's like a month right or somewhere yeah. around there so i i finished off the academic year in july oh okay and so so this is this is pretty fresh so i've been doing this for a, a while but as my main business for a year but I went back last September and my partner was very much of the opinion that I couldn't give up till I'd proved that it was a, this this new venture was a viable one. So I worked part time through the last academic year into. To, to get the business growing and moving so that we I could then prove its viability. So he was happy for me to, you know, say goodbye. So how do you work part time as a teacher? How, how does that work? So that seems like something I feel would be really hard to do part time and it would go yeah. pretty quickly back to full time. It's it's a lie. Uh, you just don't go to school one one or two days a week. <laughs> it was like, OK, well, this, this is my time to work on, on my new venture. And yeah. um, I mean, I am very much. Uh, it's it's never too late, um, and I know people who are in their twenties, uh, and they're like, "Oh, I've been doing this too long. I've been doing this, you know, ten years or something, uh, five years. Like, what else am I going to do?" And like, uh, there's there's still a lot you can do, and um, I mean, it's it's important to get to that point of. Well, here I can just, I don't know, like, I mean, I, I can think of how many jobs I've had where it's just, well, I can get another job that'd be just like this. And, you know, what's it really matter what I do with it? And I'm not an important spoke in the wheel. I'm not, I'm nothing that's gonna, it's not, I'm easily replaceable. And so, it was nice to be able to let go and like uh i mean this month i think i want to say this month probably less time um i mean yeah i've been able i i i've worked 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 but i've also taken i've gone to the water slide park uh, five times this month. Very nice. And, yeah. So being able to do that, but then still like, while I'm doing that, most of that time I'm still working, I guess. I'm, I'm still thinking up ideas, coming up with ideas, but just being able to do it from not in, because I've had a lot of jobs too, where you know, I'll be wanting to take notes for something, or if I, I have some idea for something and having to stop and then them getting mad at me. But now it's like, do it yourself. And, uh, you know, work doesn't really end. It can, it sort of does somewhat, but I don't, I don't know if I found that part where I fully turned off my brain for it, from it 
but I'm happy with it. I'm not, I'm, I'm not dreading it. And I've been doing it, you know, off and on for, um, I don't know, maybe 15, 16 years or so. Definitely had other jobs in there, but I mean, for the most part, just, yeah, like I, why not? And it's so, so you got done the last day. So like my last day of high school, which was more than uh, a little while ago, I remember I ran out the door i ran to my car and i drove off didn't say anything to anybody and i was just gone that was it uh what was it like your last day of of school like where did you go up to the other teachers or the other administrators and say anything or were you just ran out to your car and go home and uh, or go you know get something nice for yourself uh somewhere at a little stop on the way home I went and said goodbye to my best work friend um, and then we escaped in her car to go and have uh, drinks and food to celebrate oh, that I'd, okay. I'd got okay. out but I did not particularly want to see anybody else as I exited the building. What did she do? Uh, so did she, she, she still working there? Yeah she's still working there so um, I still have obviously connections with with the school for next little while while she continues to work there so it's uh it's nice in one way because i'll know that my uh, i'll be able to hear about the children that you know because a little bit like all things when you when you do a job where you care about where it's all about care and helping people it's very difficult to let go of certain certain right. characters yeah and i'm sure there's plenty of characters uh in in the teaching game uh, oh yes especially when you teach high school oh geez okay yeah i can imagine what uh what were you teaching science okay and so we're i mean for the most part uh so because this is a required course so did you have uh kids that were right off the bat not really wanting to do that because like i i know myself uh i even had to do it in college i had to take science classes for my major which had zero to do with science but i had to take i think three different science classes um and so i mean what would you end up doing with those kids and then did that kind of bleed over with uh into your new venture with clients who uh being able to kind of get them into whatever even if they're not even if they don't know that they want to be there yet yes i have uh i, I was always known for this specialized technique whereby I could always uh, pull along even the most bored an uninterested child with me as I went. Not always forever, but certainly for long enough to get them to the other side of their exam results. And I do tend to find that not all the time, but in one or two cases, sometimes clients need me to lead the way and to take their hand and to, to pull them into the future rather than just walk beside them. And so, so what happens with that? What was kind of your 
your method between the two uh, as far as as I mean so as I mean I mean it's in case by case but um like the kind of I don't know if care is the right word kind of offering you have um I mean is it is it a more intense plan with someone else who may need something or is it the same plan just sort of um, varied a bit person to person or does it completely change? It Roughly, the groundwork is the same because we all start from the same space, not exactly the same space, but we all start we all start we all start as if we're all in the same space and then we build the program based on where it is that the people need to go or want to go and how far into their journey they are or if they're you know because some people come to me and they're right at the start of their journey and they need more scaffolding and more support in those first steps and sometimes it people are quite a way into their journey and just need help with looking at uh, how to keep moving forward and what things they can put in place to help them to be where they want to be. And so, I mean, what kind of, uh, as far as getting plans together, um, so now, because I, I guess kind of a two-part question. So now with uh, the advancement of uh, AI and, and that, uh, as far as, were you getting a lot of, kids you think that were using it uh for uh your assignments or could you really tell is it just sort of you sort of know or you don't in it there's not a lot of conceptual theory in science and you just some sometimes i mean even before ai became a massive thing you can sort of tell when a student's typed something into google and it have just copied and pasted what, what's come up on the page in front of them most students aren't uh mature enough to know that they need to go in and throw a few extra words in to uh, make it sound more like their own i think that with the advancement in AI that's not necessarily a bad thing because they've got to ask the right questions to get the information that they need so they are still doing the work they're just maybe they're not writing it quite in the way that they would normally write it which again is usually quite the uh, spot when they've used words you know actual words not just uh, mm, but right and if you see that uh um but you're like oh okay they wrote this this is what that's what they really wrote it sounds like them I hear them every day and uh, they like saying those words. So, um, but. Uh, it's always, especially with, with having taught science, there are obviously some quite big, complicated scientific words and you'll see them in a piece and you're like, wow, I like that word. And then you read a bit more like, this child has not written this piece of work. Yeah. They do not even know what this word means, but okay. But here it is here here they have it in here and yeah so well i mean what got you what was teaching something that was something that you were thinking about before like when you were a kid and you're just gonna say i'm gonna be a teacher or did it get to a point where well teaching would be nice or was it um something else it's much more complicated than that so when i was uh 
about 12 I wanted to be a teacher and my teachers told me no 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 don't do that don't waste your talent do something else so I thought oh. okay I'll be, I'll be a storm chaser so I went through and I was like I'm going to be a storm chaser I'm going to be a storm chaser and then I got to my A-levels and I didn't particularly enjoy physics very much and I needed a lot of physics to go on to be a storm chaser so, but I enjoyed chemistry so I went off to university to study chemistry instead and got into um, novel drug development like anti-cancer research and all that sort of thing so I was then heading down the path when I was at university that I was going to go into um, anti-cancer uh, treatment medication and then I discovered that that was really boring in that you were in a lab all the time and there were so few people to talk to and it was just very monotonous and I'm not the sort of person that can cope with that sort of just closed in this I'm, I'm not one to be caged so I had no clue what I was going to do when I finished my degree and my youngest brother is considerably younger than me he was going through his first set of exams and didn't know what he was doing so I helped him did some revision with him helped him got him through his science GCSEs and my mum and dad were like why not teaching and I was like hmm, give it a go we'll see what happens 15 years later still was at it <laughs> So did you ever get to find that teacher who told you, no, don't do it? I did. And I went through what I'd done and all the other things. And she was like, well, that you've tried all these different things and found that that's not for you, but you're enjoying this. Then I was wrong. You were wrong. Good for you. How'd that turn out? Well, I think it was the right career choice. I enjoyed it greatly being a teacher for the, the time that I was well, the vast majority of the time I was there it was it helped me because you don't have to sit still as a teacher you can bounce around all you like you can be as crazy as you like nobody particularly cages you and the days are all different so for someone like with my energy that's very good <laughs> what I meant was like when, when when you went up to tell her that I'm a teacher now uh What's up? What's up? Yeah, I'm a teacher. I mean, how how was that? Was that was that nice to be able to? You know, I thought about that. I had I had a guidance counselor told me that what I wanted to be was like, hey, that's stupid. You shouldn't do that. You never do it. And then I did. I never talked to him. I don't know if the guy's even alive now. But uh, so I mean, how how that turn out was? I mean, was that something that was felt good felt good to do or was it uh just... it did she was quite she was quite um respectful with her like opinion about it um but I think she still probably thinks that I should have done something else in my life but it's not what I chose to do do you think it was something that she chose would have chose for you would have been what you're doing now or do you think it would have been something different I I, I think she would have chosen the drug development stuff because I think she think she thought I was I that was the sort of role that she could see me doing and that I would be quite successful in. But it just didn't fit my personality. Yeah, think, and success is a relative term. Yeah. I think if she saw what I was doing now, she'd think it was worthwhile and she would probably think it was better a better fit than the teaching for me. But I don't think it's what she would have thought seen for me. <laughs> She's still around. Yes, could you, could she you is. see? Could you see her? And uh, have you? You see, you haven't talked to her since you left. Uh, no, I have not. 
but I might she, see her soon. Is she in the same school? That, did you stay in the same school district or same school? Uh, so she, not in the, so the town where I live, she works in the school in the town where I live. So normally I see her when I'm out and about in town sometimes there. There is a good chance that I could see her. Oh, okay. And so then are you going to... Uh... Yes, I mean, with pride, you, yeah, I will yeah. go up to her and say, I quit my job, and she'll be like, oh, gosh, what are you doing now? Uh, and say, well, hey, uh, do you, maybe you'd like to uh, come yeah, be on. my client. Come join us. Come join us. Yeah. And so, I mean, as far as, like, so for, back to the AI, I mean, so with, uh, uh, four years ago or so, I, I had to write a business plan. And that was, I had someone help me and it still took me a long time, a lot of revisions. And now with AI being able to write up business plans, write up uh, course outlines, write up, um, it's, it's, I don't know, tweets or, you know, uh, things to talk about every day. Um, has that been able to, to help you? Or have you gone into that, down that path of um, finding extra extra help from all uh, artificial intelligence or has that been, I, I don't know, because it with, I, I don't know, because I'm at an age where I'm, I'm in, in the middle, uh, I lived a very analog life, but I also live a very digital life right now. And so I'm I'm very back and forth on it, but I feel if not using it, a lot of people are going to use it. And whoever's not using it is going to kind of get left behind, sort of like with computers. Not everyone, but a lot of people. Um, where, where are you? I've dabbled. So I have, I'm still very much in the, I want to do it myself. But a little bit like also, well, if I can get help on some of the things that I don't particularly enjoy doing, why shouldn't I use this to to help me on those uh, bits and pieces? It's uh, it's something that a little bit like you, I'm sort of in the middle. I have lived an analog life and now now more digital life. So it's something that I have to tell myself to be interested in rather than my son who's just like, Oh, this can do it for you. Why have we not tried this? Have we talk just see this and this is what'll happen? I'll be like, eh, great, okay, wonderful. Show me more. But I think I think, like you say, if you don't, if you don't at least try, you're gonna get left behind. Yeah. And um I mean, there there's very much the why, you know, why do anything anymore um question, which as a kid, of course, you'd ask that because, but then they also, yeah, I remember, you know, you're not, you're not going to have a calculator in your pocket the rest of your life. You're going to have to know how to do this stuff. And okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then now, now we don't need it, but I, the ability to learn anything you want to learn right now is very much available. Um, I mean, from any schoolwork going through from being a kid all the way up through university, um, 
Harvard, Stanford, uh, MIT all have all their courses online for free, all their books, all their papers. Um, YouTube University has anything you ever want to learn. And if you can't find it on there, they you know you have access to every book. You don't need to know the Dewey Decimal System. Uh, you don't, you can just keep learning. So there's very much the, why do I have to learn it? But I do hope that saying that, that they're taking that time to want to learn something new and learn how to do something. Um, Cause yeah, I mean, like if I would have had that when I was growing up, and been able to focus on something that I really enjoy as opposed to what was kind of expected of me. I feel like I would have had a a better, I've been in a better place as far as that. And But I don't know. I, I feel, I just hope that there's still the, the, the want to learn uh, as opposed to wanting to watch someone else learn uh, there's a i talk about this on one of my other podcasts with one of my co-hosts that uh that a lot of kids now would rather watch someone play video games as opposed to play video games or watch someone open presents as opposed to themselves opening up presents and I don't know. I, I hope that, yeah, I hope that there's still a want to learn. And so I think learning is very important and getting out there and doing your own thing is very important. And um, It is. And from my, from my point of view, a lot of what I do is helping people to learn about themselves and about pushing themselves forward from where they are. So there is still the want for people to, to learn, I think. It's just what people want to learn. And so then are you, the people that are coming to you, do you think they're coming in too late or are they, uh, I mean, could they come in earlier or is it like whenever you are at that point or is it uh, like, hey, I should be checking this out and kind of be there before they're coming to you? Um, where, where do you think people are when they end up getting to you? At the moment, it's quite a spectrum. So some people come quite early on in what they're facing. And then that tends to be an easier ride for me because it's easier to pull them through. But a lot of people come when they're they've got they've they've reached the point of no return and they're in that crisis mode and they've tried to do it themselves and they haven't found the tools that they need and they're desperate for help that's the point where most people come to me if people could see where some of the people that I'm now working with have seen a little earlier down the path it makes life so much easier for them moving forward but quite often we don't see that that crisis is coming until we're already in it exactly and yeah so it makes it yeah, easier to, you know, hindsight to like, oh, yeah, I probably should have yeah. done this four years ago. And there's, I'm so then what's, what's marketing like for, for you? 
is that is that word of mouth is that going uh going on the podcasts uh or is that uh, you know finding news outlets or um seo stuff uh, there's a lot there's a lot so at the moment so a lot of my original clients were word of mouth but having covered that particular group of people quite effectively I now need to get my message out to a, a wider audience so I've hence the the couple of podcasts that I've been on uh more SEO try to be more again something that I've had to learn about as I've gone uh ads on Facebook which I don't particularly agree with particularly but sometimes especially when I've got an offer out it's a good way to get more people to see it quite quickly um networking just talking about myself my business quite often is is uh, something that I found because I like to talk so I find that once I get going it's very difficult to stop me so that's why I, I keep reeling myself back in because I know that once I go I could be like chatting away forever <laughs> but yeah no they're they're the sort of things um been on a couple of blogs as well so far so just keeping keeping all my options open until I find the one that works really well for me. So are you branching off and doing a blog, podcast, book, uh, any of those things to then uh, in turn get more people to being from in your position you are in currently to being the person providing those? Or is that something that's not in your lane or... um, blogging is in my lane so I do uh, uh, part of my website there is a blog I do upload content to that fairly regularly Um, I have a book but it's not published and it probably might never be published because it's quite personal but I don't know Uh, there are there are two 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 little books that I have I've written about my experiences that would probably be helpful to the people that I help I need to possibly let them out into the world for testing to see if people think they would be useful before I then actually think about publishing them. Well, what's what's the stop on it for? Is it is it too personal? Is it uh, something that you are unsure about right now? Or what, what's kind of, what's what's the block right now from going out and publishing it? It's just... The same block that I always have, the fear of being laughed at. I don't think what? my story is actually a laughable story, but just when I was younger, I got laughed at when I would raise my hand in class. And I think that's just stuck with me. You put yourself out there, people laugh at you. So I have, I've had to overcome quite a lot of that to get myself out there with the business. Well, and uh, one thing I, I like to say, um, it's not the most... Uh, eloquent phrase but um once once you shit your pants you can't shit your pants anymore and sometimes you just gotta shit your pants and so like i mean once you get to that point where it's like you just really get to a point where you just don't care and it's out there and it can't get worse and i mean i'm kind of same thing always had worried about uh raise my hand and saying something that's uh it's like 
because I've had teachers like, oh, that that was stupid or, you know, something like that. And that some that, you know, that had subconsciously stuck with me. And for some reason it was was a block and not not realizing it until, you know, 20 some years later and then uh, finally finding time to work through some of that stuff. And um, yeah, it's really get to a part of it's not not worth it to care and if i don't know there's not really there's not really bad press uh not you know right. uh your your fans your fans are great your fans are great uh but the 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 haters they're going to be talking if they they people are going to hate anyway at some point like not everyone's going to like everything you do and that's great but those people do talk and that that gets gets your word out too and there's nothing nothing wrong with that um, all publicity is good publicity all publicity is good publicity and it's it's okay to be laughed at and but it's also being vulnerable enough to be laughed at and this and it's okay and someone it might encourage somebody else who might be being laughed at uh and then and just being able to get past that sooner and I, that is the whole point of my work is to help people get past the things that i struggled with faster because I didn't have the person to reach out and help me when I needed someone to reach out and help me. So I want to be that person for people who find themselves in a similar situation to me so I can help them so they can get to the point that I might know faster. So you know how to do this, but yes, but you're not doing it. I am. And I mean, I wrote the books. I, that that was a that was a that was a good start. That was a great start. I just need to get them out there. I don't really know what's stopping me, other than the laughing at. To be honest, I, you, so. you, you do know what's stopping you. You know exactly what's stopping you, and only you know what's stopping you. Yeah. And that's that's up to you. If if you want to, you can. But you're the only person that knows what's stopping you. There, there's no, there's no external force stopping you. Uh, you can go and you can publish a book on Amazon within an hour. Um, it's, it's out there. It's, it's something that's, that's there. And um, yeah, the I thing mean, is as well, though, they're beautiful stories. They're such hopeful and honest stories that there isn't anything like there's nothing there's nothing bad there it's nothing like you know yes bad things happened but it's all turned out all right in the end but it's turned out all right because of a lot of hard work and that if people can see that it would help people to then just be able to see that actually okay yes there was a lot of hard work involved it wasn't like i just woke up one day and everything was fixed has taken has taken a lot of work yeah and it still is a work in progress as it always is and um 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not going to push you to put your book out, but uh, I, I may nudge you a little bit on that, uh, especially <laughs> if you have two. Well, they're, they're very beautiful books. One's called Saving Sarah and one's called Loving Lucas. So uh, beautiful, beautiful little titles. Very important books to me, to my little heart. And so is that is that kind of what, I mean, it, it, would, would, I it, would it? I the 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 saving sorrow one probably not so much because i've talked a lot about the fact that it's all about how i overcame my chronic or how i'm overcoming my chronic health condition you know, i had a stroke when i was 29 and that left me you know discovering that i'd had i had quite significant brain damage and I had this horrible underlying condition and all the stuff that I had to do to overcome that at that point when I was diagnosed uh my fairly new husband left me and my son um so you know there's a lot of there's a lot of story there that sounds like it's going to be really bad but it's really hopeful because I am able to move all my limbs I'm able to talk I do have problems still but you're not going to have a stroke and not have some sort of residual problem. Uh, so I think, you know, it's a beautiful story of hope and I would genuinely hope motivation to people who find themselves in any sort of diagnosis of a chronic illness condition, that if you just keep going and making tiny baby steps forward, life can get significantly better from where you find yourself right now at the moment. And so with your stroke, did yes. before you had because I know I have a, a good buddy and then I had somebody else on this show who had one or who was around that same age. Um before then, before it happened, maybe within the, the year before, did you do did you have a kind of a radical positive change in your health? um and like uh wanting to make yourself better like going no no okay no so, so 18 months different. 18 months before um i had my stroke i had my son and that was a very traumatic experience hence the second book loving lucas um and my health deteriorated gradually over the 18 months until i had the stroke because of the condition that i have that caused the stroke that should also have meant that my very beautiful little Lucas never actually made it into the world in the first place. So the that story is uh, especially beautiful. Yeah, and um, so so then that, that that's one of your stories that you be. Is yeah, that, my that's time, kind my, of a my, hard one. Yeah, the, the Lucas, the Lucas one. He was three months early, weighed two pounds. They they didn't didn't rate his chances. And now he's going to be eleven on Monday and he's beautiful and fabulous and you'd never know. So possibly even if my battle to win over my own health hasn't been as successful as I would have liked at times, my battle to get him to where he should be has one hundred percent been successful. Wait, to where he should be right now? What do what do you mean? So um he was because of his 
prematurity, he was developmentally delayed. So he didn't sit up until he was a year old and he didn't walk till he was nearly three and he didn't talk till he was nearly three. Okay, okay, I, I misunderstood you. I thought you meant like you 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 lost him. Uh, no, sorry, no, no. Okay, that, I was like, so, okay, so that, would, that would be that very changes. different. Sorry. Okay, no, no, no don't be sorry. sorry. I just misunderstood you on that. I was thinking, wow, okay, uh, all right. So, but that's that's a great story then. And so, I mean, uh, yeah, being able to have, yeah, positive coming out of that, I mean, um, okay, yeah. A lot and of so, blood, sweat, and tears. Sure, probably literally. Um, yes. And so, I mean, what was your reaction when that hit? It was it just oh shit, or did you kind of did you know how severe it was, or was it just all of a sudden nothing was working? Which right? one? My my stroke. Yeah, yeah. Let's go with your stroke. Well, we can go with Lucas. We can go with either. I don't. Oh, yeah, let, let's let's do both. Okay, so I um. I just, I, I wasn't a very uh, well pregnant person at all. I had constant morning sickness all day, every day. And I just, I didn't feel particular. I wasn't one of these glowing mothers. I didn't have a particularly big bump and everything seemed to be okay. Like we went to the scans, they were all, everything. everybody was saying thumbs up, everything's all right. And I went to my 25 week doctor's appointment and they blue lighted me to hospital because my blood pressure was through the roof. And I had what's known as severe preeclampsia. So my body was very slowly shutting itself down. He wasn't getting enough of anything. So he was really tiny. He wasn't growing. My placenta was just a mishmash of blood clots. Uh, so I didn't really have any inkling that anything was wrong because unbeknownst to me, because I wasn't diagnosed at that point, high blood pressure was something that I was dealing with on the fairly regular as I was having blood clots in my normal life and it just would push my blood pressure up and then bring it back down so I didn't necessarily feel unwell until I was in hospital and once I got into the hospital then everything hit me like a ton of bricks and I was like well it can't be that bad can it in this day and age modern medicine's brilliant and they were like babies still die women still die and I was like no, they don't. This is 2012. Women don't die from this. They died from this in 1912, not 2012. And they're like, no, 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 no. Oh, so <laughs> I, that, that, uh, did that strike fear in you or were, were you still have the same sort of uh, outlook on that? I was at the time when they said it, I was terrified, but I was more afraid that they were gonna deliver him imminently and that he would stand no chance. So I dug my heels in and said, don't worry about me, let's get him to the point where he will come out and be able to fight as much as possible. Cause he's the one that, you know, he, if my body's doing such a rubbish job, yes, we need to get him out before he's technically ready, but is the stuff that we can do. So like they gave me um, steroids to help to, um, mature his lungs faster to dry his lungs out so that when he came out he could he wouldn't have so much difficulty breathing um they gave me uh, extra injections to, to help try and reduce some of the blood clots so he was getting a bit more oxygen and uh, food 
so we, we tried and I didn't hold on for too much longer but I held on for long enough for him to come out and for his although scarred for his lungs to be okay so it's pretty impressive and yeah, I think I mean, it's a mum thing mums will all be like going yes yes that would be me I would be like I'll do anything yeah. for my child <laughs> and you did and you did and it did. worked out worked out pretty darn well it did, but I have to admit there was a good period of time when I thought I hadn't done the right thing and or that it wouldn't it didn't matter anyway, that it wasn't gonna be enough. But it was at the point where I used to like I used to sit in the hospital looking in his incubator, holding his little hand through the little holes in the incubator, just being like, in ten years' time this'll all be over and you'll be this happy bouncy boy and it'll be fabulous. And to uh, be at that point now to feel like I blinked and I woke up and the nightmares behind us and the the futures are just like just exactly as I imagined it would be. Is that is that the start of the book? Uh, the uh, where you are now and then, but let's flash back to two thousand twelve and then. Yeah. This is where it all. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that, that one starts in reverse, whereas the Saving Sorrow story starts at the beginning and works its way forward. It's the Saving Sorrow one about your stroke? Yes. And so, so you didn't have any, uh, let's see, any indications that that was coming or? or no, it was... um, because, so I had had, at least one previous stroke when I was younger, but I had what's known as a silent stroke. So I didn't have the symptoms that doctors tell you to look for in a stroke. Um, so I didn't, in the first one, I didn't lose any um, movement on my left arm or my left leg. I just lost some vision. So I went to get it checked and they were just like, oh no, no, it's nothing, it's nothing, it's nothing. Don't worry about it. Wow. And yeah, so- How old were you? when that happened I was 19 so 10 years between the two and in the in the space in between there were more small blood clots that caused like little TIAs that damaged more of my brain which was unfortunate all the way up until yeah this this one at 29 so I have this beautiful uh I have two beautiful MRI pictures of my brain one when I was 19 where it looks fairly normal and then one from 29 and all you can see is this 50p piece shape piece of brain that's missing and I was like hey ho <laughs> and I know I'm really lucky and I think that's what makes me more keen to get my message out there and to help people in that it could, you know, I am slightly visually impaired yeah you know, I can't see very well out of this eye all the time but that's a small price to pay because I can move, I can talk, I can communicate. I'm still me. You know, this sense of humor has always been the same. It's not like maybe it's got a little darker as we've gone on, but it's not. <laughs> yeah, it makes it fun. I've, I've always been, I've all, the, the person that I am now is the person that I was then as well. Yeah. And so then when, when you get people uh, that, that are coming to you, like, are, are you, like what what's the first thing that you do with them when when I guess when they reach out to you and then once you they decide that they want to come on as your client, what's do you have first thing you do with them or is it kind of different for each person? 
no, the, the first thing is the same with everyone. We sit down and we just chat like this for about an hour and I just get their story. Just like they just tell me everything that's going on, everything that has gone on, how they've got to the point where they're at and just just try and unpick where we're, where we're starting from and where we're, and then we then we decide where we're going to from from that. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I've heard a lot of very interesting stories. And wherever it starts from, it's usually not where it uh, really starts from. Yes, and There's that's usually you. that's usually the point of us sitting and chatting for so long is because people will start with where they are right now, and they'll happily skirt around maybe the six months or the year prior to that, but they don't want to go back to the thing that actually started it all off right. in the first place and then you find that and you're like, oh okay well we should have been talking about this first let's let's go back here and yeah now yeah you gotta gotta let's go through peel that the onion. let's peel the onion yeah. right yeah that onion has got some layers let's let's get through it uh the first thing on the top the outer layer of the onion is not what's going to get you on that right path it's gonna start but it's not gonna do nearly enough so very true and so then when, when people want to work with you and they want to find you, where are they going to go? Where, how are they going to find you? Like I said, uh, not, not where, where in the world, uh, they're going to find you, uh, you know, but where on the, the world wide web, are, are you working? Is it all online or are you have an yeah, office? Yeah, no, no, it's all online. Good, so good idea. I will work with absolutely anybody who wants to work with me. In any part of the world, we can organize that and arrange that without too much of a problem. Um, so yeah, all online at my website, Sarah Stepping Stones. You can find me on most social media via Sarah Stepping Stones also. Excellent. Yeah, and I'll put that uh in the in the show notes. So you can just probably have a link there to click it. Um yeah, it'll be uh, anywhere, yeah. Listen to podcasts uh, on Rumble. Not on YouTube right now because I have some trouble with YouTube right now. Uh, I'm in YouTube jail for I think another week and a half. So, and then then I'll be able to upload again. But uh, I said something. They won't tell me what it was that I said that I was talking about. Um, but I'll find okay. out. I guess maybe. Yeah, there's some I didn't. They didn't like. So, uh, but eventually it'll be on YouTube. So. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for being on here, Sarah, and getting to talk about whatever we ended up talking about and got to wherever we got to talk about. And I enjoyed You're it. You're most welcome. It's been a yeah. very lovely conversation. Absolutely. And I hope you have a, a great rest of your day. All right. Thank you very much. It was very lovely to meet you. Likewise. All right. All right. Sarah Davies, you guys, uh, thank you for being here on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network, QG, and on the pod. The pu podcast, the public access podcast. And yeah, you guys check her out. I'll leave the links in there for you to find her. And I will see you soon. I think I have a show tomorrow. I believe I do. I'm not going to go to the water park tomorrow. <laughs> Probably. I think I have it set in the middle of the day when I would go to the water park. But get that in. You guys quit your job. Go go do water slides. And thank you for being here. And check out their shows on the network. And thank you to our sponsors. Fred Ben Savage as fuck. Stoner Eats Productions. Hardcore Entertainment. Hypnosis is great. And sock them up.
check out sockemup.org. And if you guys want to get a hold of me, find me. Go to rustydiamond.net. They'll have everything you need. Um, yeah, that's easy. Rustydiamond.net. You can find me, message me. I don't care. There's my phone number on there. Even if you want, you can call that. So, guys, that is the show. Man, boom. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Ernest! 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 <coughs> yes, Pee-wee. You brought the snacks, right? <laughs>